Hey, Fruitful and Fearless listeners, Jordan here. I wanted to let you guys know about something exciting that's happening for the month of September. A couple weeks ago, I went to our church's ladies book club and I went in and my friend Becky welcomed me and she was wearing a t-shirt that said a homemaker across the front. And I was like, what? I love that shirt. Where did you get it? And so anyways, we had the usual conversation that you have with someone that have a cute t-shirt on. And she let me know about this shop called Shop Reform Beauty. And they are doing a giveaway with us for the month of September and also offering our listeners a 10% off discount code. So I wanted to let you guys know a little bit about them. Shop Reform Beauty provides comfortable t-shirts that are scripturally sound and highlight church history. Their goal is to glorify God and keep scriptural truths as a foundation for every product available. They pray that something as simple as a t-shirt will lead to gospel conversations. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Shop Reform Beauty or visit the website www.shopreformbeauty.com. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Lexi and Jordan are hanging out today. How are you, Jordan? Doing pretty good. How about you? Good. Good. We have an icebreaker. Um... I'll leave the food one for our next recording. Okay. 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 So our icebreaker today is what is an example of an outfit you like to wear to church on Sundays? I have been thinking about this a lot lately because, well, I have three kids with me in service, but yeah, yeah. I still want to wear dresses, but I'm chasing my kids around and often wearing Providence in a sling. So my outfits have to be like nursing friendly. <laughs> Because I end up nursing at some point during service, usually to get Providence to go to sleep. So I don't have to leave during the preaching time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I've been liking like the midi length skirts. I think those are really cute. And then just like a t-shirt or tank top of sorts to go with it in tennis shoes. You, you mean midi, right? M-I-D-I. Yeah. yeah. What did not I say? Mini. No, no, no. Not mini. <laughs> mid e good good catch and clarification okay. no mini skirts for sunday mornings that's funny i like those and i like dresses that length too it's just it's convenient that they're kind of in style right now because it's also very good for uh chasing children yeah so i like those yeah so much of my sunday really does have to revolve around the kids mm-hmm. what am i comfortable sweating my butt off in basically yeah. <laughs> And still attempting to look dressed up. Yeah. As I do it. Yeah, mine is very, very similar. I prefer dresses just mm-hmm. because it's one article of clothing instead of multiple for me, but I yeah. can't do that with a nursing baby. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, same, same sort of dealio. I like high-waisted skirts, yeah, but I hate having to re-tuck them in after nursing. So oh. yeah. Um awkward. I really like the dresses that are buttoned down the front. Do you have any? Yes. I have one like that, but I would like to have. I do. I love them. They just are always not. I don't like having to wear like a cardigan or something over it. Mm-hmm. So I just feel super hot. I'd rather just wear a t-shirt and then feel like I'm covered and not just like worried about exposing people or being yeah. too hot. So. Yeah. Yeah. There but yeah, are those are really cute ones. 
there are very few dresses that have sleeves in them. Yes, it seems it's like true. all dresses are like spaghetti strap. Mm-hmm. You know what? I was really pleased. We went to Nordstrom Rack to do some school shopping, which is weird. I have to do back to school shopping now. Um, but they had a whole line of skirts. It was like the first store in months and months that had skirt after skirt after skirt. It was so cool. That's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, because we talked about you had a hard time finding some at the beginning of the summer, didn't you? Yeah, Brian's theory. This is our theory. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of really ridiculous, grungy, gross clothes at Nordstrom, too. Mm-hmm. But Brian's theory is that because... Nordstrom caters to higher end clothing. Mm-hmm. They have to still have like modest clothing because it's yeah. catering to an older class a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. That maybe doesn't want to walk around. With <laughs> yeah, but anyways, I have got a few skirts just at thrift stores because you know skirts that length mm-hmm. of skirt was in in like the nineties. So you yes. can find like some cute prints on vintagey skirts, and then I just take them in to fit me. So I've been doing that too. Oh, you're altering them? Yeah. Well, I just, if I like the fabric on them, then I'll just grab it and then take it in. Okay. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, today we're just gonna, It's kind, it's been weird because you and I haven't podcasted since a lot of these world events have happened. <laughs> I mean, we've talked, but we haven't mm-hmm. podcasted. So we're kind of just going to talk a little bit about, I don't know, I guess what's keeping you and I sane and not um, losing our minds along with the rest of the world right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think it's really easy. Something I've been, um, just trying to keep a hold on in myself is not being an internet busybody, but being busy in my home. There's a really big difference between the two for me Mm -hmm. at least. And I notice one of them tends towards a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear and a lot of worry when I'm reading too much. Mm -hmm. Um, but something I found really super encouraging recently was Pastor Toby was talking about, Toby Sumpter was talking about, um, like, we have to take care of the tyrants in our own heart before we can take care of the tyrants in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's just like really lit a fire underneath me to pursue holiness and to put my own sin to death before I even start trying to correct anybody or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I was thinking about the scripture in Proverbs about the woman whose feet don't stay at home. And I I think that that can also happen in our thought life. Like we can let our minds be going to unproductive places. Um, And honestly, like when we're trying to figure out the world's problems, most of the time it leads to like a certain amount of, I don't know, sometimes maybe not always fear and anxiety and like uncertainty. Um, so yeah, I think it's important to like, make sure that our hearts, our minds are first at home, that our feet, quote unquote feet are at home. Um, and not letting our minds always just be adrift to like trying to solve the world's problems. I think it's good to be informed. I like to be informed of what's going on. I like to, I like to watch good news. Um, but, uh, there's a difference between that and then just being consumed with the events that you hear about. Yeah. I've been thinking about that lately because. I I'm similar. I like to stay informed. I want to know how to be prepared. If I need to be prepared, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I notice sometimes I can go overboard where I need to be still going overboard in my, well, I read scripture daily, but Mm -hmm. I've been taking up a lot more Christian literature than I Mm -hmm. was maybe a couple months ago, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, 
just to help, help me make sure that I am reframing a lot of this stuff through scripture, through the lens of scripture. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Instead of being discipled by the world in the world's anxieties, you know what I mean? Yeah. There is another passage that I was going to share. John 14, one through three, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me and my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself where I am. You will also be, and you know the way to where I'm going. I just think there's just so much comfort in um, Christ telling us, like, don't let your hearts be troubled. I am preparing things ahead of time for you Um, that we know eternity is secure with Christ. And uh, there's just so much comfort in that for me, just knowing that no matter what is going on around me, that my eternity is secure and that Christ has promised Mm -hmm. that he's working ahead of time for me. He's preparing for me that I don't have to try to prepare my future, my eternity, that he's preparing it for me. Yeah, that's really, that's really good. It reminds me, Dr. White was talking about just all like these world events was the context. Mm -hmm. And he was saying like, the only reason I give into anxiety is when I'm valuing something of the world more than I value Christ. Mm -hmm. And that was super challenging for me because he was saying like, anything they can take from you, it doesn't matter because they can't take Christ, which is the most valuable thing. So that has been so encouraging. So did you see what I posted yesterday uh, about Ezekiel 47? No. Okay. So, I mean, you and I talk all the time about like my post millennialism is being challenged here. (laughs) Um, And I've just really been feeling that I've been really heavily feeling like I even told Brian a few days ago, like, I feel like we're just having kids so they can be turned into robots, (laughs) Um, which is not true. It's not true, but as I've been studying scripture, God has been encouraging me in a way that I'm not trying to study post-millennialism, but because I'm studying the overarching scripture, it just keeps coming up in yeah. a way that I couldn't plan for otherwise. Mm-hmm. So read your Bible. But it was really cool because in Ezekiel 47, it, it kind of parallels, parallels uh, Revelation 22. And in Ezekiel 47, they're walking out of the temple. And as they go out, I think it's like a thousand feet, the water, which is like the picture of the gospel and the kingdom, the water is up to his ankles. As he goes out another thousand feet, it's up to his knees, another thousand feet up to his waist until it's, it's covered the earth so much that he can't even make his way through Mm. the water anymore. Mm. And it was just such an encouragement that like the gospel is at work. This is a picture of what it looks like the kingdom advancing right now. It's Mm -hmm. not, the gospel is advancing. We're not losing ground. It's advancing. And we see that all over in scripture, all over old Testament and new Testament. Yeah. Jared, Jared just posted yesterday. What if while the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, they would have been like, we're just not having any more kids. We're just not going to have kids. We're not going to bring kids into this. And, and just started like not trusting that God's promises were true. And just that yeah. we just can't bring kids into this world. Like, look, are we just going to bring them in to be slaves? We're just going to make more slaves. And um, and it's like, no, they continued believing that God would redeem them. Would he, he would um, bring them out of Egypt. And in the same way, like Christians, we should have an optimistic view. We should know that the that we just read Revelation. Like we should know this yeah. is how it ends. It ends with Christ winning. And um, yeah, and we believe we're post-millennial. So we believe that... Um, God, Christ, 
work is ever increasing that like you talked about, which it's, we're going forward, we're gaining ground. We don't give up and we don't stop. And then I, I posted something about revelation. It was in the Headley's Hades, Hades Bible handbook. Um, at the beginning of revelation, just talking about that. This is an extremely optimistic book that when we read revelation that we think about in, even when we think about all the crazy parts of revelation, we should think of it through the lens of this is a very optimistic book for believers. That was such a good quote. Mm -hmm. I need to, you need to send me that. because I want to write it in my Bible. Yeah. I liked it too. Yeah. I saw Jared post that last night, I think. And I was so convicted. I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh wow. I've never thought of that. And, you know, and it's funny because scripture is written for all time. So the command to be fruitful and multiply and raise your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, the promise that if you raise them, they will not, well, not the promise, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Raise them and they will not turn from that way when they're older. That is also for today Mm -hmm. in 2020 in 2021 in the craziness of what's coming in 2022. Like that is still relevant today. And those are still commands to be obeyed today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I think I I may have said this on the podcast before, but the thing that my mother-in-law sent me that was like, Daniel was born in the time that he was born for a reason. Esther was Mm -hmm. born in the time she was born. Our kids were born in the time that they were born for a reason that God specifically had them be born in this generation to be dragon slayers in their own, in their own time. So, um, like, I think that's one thing too. And I think a lot of people have been saying lately, like, oh, I just feel sorry for our kids having to grow up in the world the way it is right now. And it's like, don't feel sorry for our kids. Like, yeah, be excited no. that they have dragons to slay. Oh man, I know. It's so true. Being up in Moscow, they're just so good at seeing the future in faith for kids. And it's so encouraging. It's just yeah. so encouraging. Yeah. So we've been singing Brian's sea shanty a lot lately because we were on the river the other day. Oh, uh, funny. And as we were rowing, we were singing, we were singing it. And um, my boy's favorite part is we'll be sharpening our axe to cut down oh. the Donner's Oak. And um, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and they love it. And we told them what that means, a story about um, how oh, cool. he thought that, you know, people were believing that these oak trees were gods and um, that uh, I guess he just went and cut them down and built a church out of it and was like, mm-hmm. I have no fear of your gods. You know, this is, yeah. this is the Lord's earth. And, um, and in the same way, like those are, our kids will cut down, cut down idols of the world and, and yeah. not fear idol, idols and not fear, um, the gods that other people are holding up in their generation, but they'll cut them down and, um, raise Christ. And it's just, I'm excited for them, you know? Yeah. I want to, and I want to continue to be excited for them and not fearful. It makes me want to go back and listen to uh, Nate Wilson's teaching. I think it was on troublemakers from Mm -hmm. like several years ago at grace agenda where he was talking about, and I know this people are going to take this out of context, but think charitably with me here. He was saying, we need to raise children who can talk back to cops. Mm -hmm. And that was before 2020. Yeah. Now, now it's like, oh yeah, I really understand why we are to be raising dragon slave. I mean, yeah, dragon slayers. Mm-hmm. So that might be worth listening to if none of you guys have listened to that before. Yeah. It's on the Grace Agenda website. And the anti-fragile mothering one mm, <laughs> yeah. language from a couple of years ago. That one was also really good and in the same vein. Yeah. Of not fearing for our kids. Yeah. So but- don't fear be filled with faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I think that a lot of times I can get fearful if I'm trying to figure out how everything's going to work out, 
Yeah. I'm trying to see how all the pawns are going to move. And it's like, no, we have to just be faithful, be obedient one step at a time, one day at a time. What's obedience look like on Friday? Okay. Well, I'm going to be obedient today, whatever that looks like. And then tomorrow, whatever God brings along my path, I want to be obedient with that and not trying to predict the future. Yes. Dr. White was saying that exact thing. Like there are some theologians out there who do we, what do we do about the vaccine? Are they turning us into robots? What are they injecting in our body? What are they doing with the money? Like everything, but they're not willing to obey today. So what in the world makes you think that if you can't obey today with what's right in front of you, you're going to be able to be faithful with something bigger down the road. We have to start where we are today. Yeah. That means with your, if you're lashing out at your kids, get your temper under control. If you are being disrespectful to your husband, you need to repent of that. Like what are the little things that's going to make your house stronger, build your house up in the Lord so that it can weather some future storm. Yeah. Because these are the things that right now, if you can't in these quote unquote easy times live a life of holiness, what in the world makes you think you're going to be able to when trouble times actually come? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just for an example, I was saying this morning that like, this is changing it kind of hospitality, but I feel like it kind of applies. I was saying that like, I'm thankful for the season that we had where our our small group of our church was really, really big. Um, or the small group that we lead was really, really big. And I was saying I was thankful for that because it makes all other hospitality things seem like small potatoes now. Um, and in the same way, like whenever we, large things, it makes us stronger. Like it makes us understand that God will get us through big things. He will also get us through smaller things. So, you know, in the same way, like what's, what's going on today? How can we be obedient today and know that God will use it in our future as well? Yeah. And that might mean obedience looks like not checking the news. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. If you're struggling to have faith and be obedient and stay present, then Hey, get, disinstall some apps from your phone, uninstall yeah, some exactly. apps from your phone <laughs> for a while. Um, so what are some sources of media that are helpful to you though? The high wire. That is what we like to watch. The high wire news is basically where we get our updates and what's happening. Um, yeah, that's basically, I mean, Jared keeps us informed more than I do because I, I don't want to be overwhelmed with um, information that I take in. So I trust him that he is kind of ciphering through that for our family and um, letting me know if I need to know something, but I also watch Mm -hmm. Highwire periodically. Yeah. How about you? Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I've been listening to the daily news briefs from Cross Polytech and just in general, trying to listen to their stuff a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's helpful. I mean, I, I won't lie. I haven't been a fan of all the doctors they've had on their show, but, mm-hmm. but the worldview training that comes with every news article that they're looking at, I think, I think chocolate Knox said a few weeks ago, we watch CNN. So you don't have to, Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's what I need. Like that's yeah. what I need to keep my head in the game basically. So mm-hmm. I'd recommend cross politics for sure. Yeah. Okay. That's basically. All right. I think that's kind of, that's kind of it for now until anything major. I mean, it's major right now. Everything going on is major. Major. But (laughs) we hope this is an encouragement to some of you guys out there that are maybe struggling with this and um, hope you guys are encouraged by that. Okay. Bye. Bye.